Welcome back to the TV Flashcast. This time it's the Flash Flashcast. We're your intrepid crew from the Sons of Anarchy Flashcast. Um, with you, as always, is Lisa Schmeiser, and I would like to introduce you to the charming and personable Philip Mozilak. It's a double Flash Flashcast. Yes, yes. And the erudite and witty Tony Sindelar. It's a Flash cast. Flash cast. Cast. It's a cast of cast Flash, Flash and Flasher casters, yes. I don't know how um, the parentheses maybe, order of operations work out on that. It's well, it's, we'll have to do some math. Yeah, maybe so. there's some flash, some parentheses and a square mark. Anyway, this is our first Flash Flash cast. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to get tired of saying that, am I? This is our first Flash Flash cast, and we are still working out the format. I'm not sure I can actually do the one minute recap for this. Um, so we're obviously we're. We are open to any and all suggestions for formats on this show, including um, things like your first shut up Cisco of the episode, or quite possibly your first shut up Iris moment of the episode, or um, <clears throat> or your first, and here is where Tom Cavanaugh steeples his finger and looks evil moment of the episode. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, long story short, we all love The Flash. It's a bright, funny, sprightly show. It's a lot of fun to watch, and we like talking about it, too. So, here we are. Uh, kicking off 2015 to talk about this week's episode, season one, episode 10, Revenge of the Rogues, bringing Ooh. back Wentworth Miller Ooh. as Leonard Snart <laughs> and Dominic Purcell as his counter. Oh, um, heat oh, wave. It's, 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 are we watching an episode of uh, Prison Break? I, you know, Basically, yeah. and here, here's where I have to interject. I recapped the series around of Prison Break for Television Without Pity, and I was a giggling mess on my couch because they had a lot of, they had a lot of callbacks to that, especially at the end of the episode. But I think that the casting was genius. Miller and Purcell work together really well. They bounce off each other really well. And to me, there were a couple high points in this episode, but I got to be honest with you, Wentworth Miller was just a delight to watch in this episode for me. He really seems to relish being a B-movie villain, and his line delivery and his expressions were just priceless. <laughs> I thought they were. What about you I guys? thought they were great. I mean, I think yes. these characters that they're playing are ridiculous. The mm-hmm. the particular story they give them for this episode, it's kind of silly slash weak, but mm-hmm. they're fun and like and and they they work well together and. I, I don't know. I mean, Captain Cold is ridiculous, um, but yeah. Wentworth Miller makes him, you know, entertaining um, and makes it more yes. than a joke. He makes him really smart, mm-hmm. which is kind of disturbing in a way. Um, and I don't know if that's just something Wentworth Miller brings to all his roles <laughs> or if he just knows how to do that. Just, but uh, Every character he plays must be at least 20% mastermind or better, you know? Yeah. And like I have to admit, at the very end, uh, pompous boy. at the very end when they're in the van and, and it crash and, and there's the crash and everything. And, and, uh, and Mick is all what now? And Leonard's all now things are going according to plan. I'm like, Oh, please take off your shirt and have a tattoo of your escape. Please. <laughs> <laughs> just like a tattoo of a snowflake. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. That'd be even better. But yeah, they, um, <clears throat> the show has a definite, well, it's it's doing the balancing act that a lot of CW shows do, where there's like a villain or a setup of the week, and then there's an overarching um, season long thing going on. And uh, of course, right now the season long thing is what is going on with Doctor Wells, and how does he tie into the the, the Anti Flash? But I do like how they also have been turning their uh, their 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 Rogue of the Week into a way to subtly advance that plot line too. Well, um, all right, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I have to come at this the way I have to come at it, which is mm-hmm. I'm not a big DC fan. 
And Me neither. There's, there's, you know, a few marquee characters, obviously, in the DC universe, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then you have the others, you know, your matter eater lad, you know, that <laughs> kind of, that kind of nonsense. Oh so yeah. I have to, the- are most of the villains in the DC universe based around a technology? Mm. So I also have to admit that the only DC book I read with regularity was birds of prey. Um, and, and I've always been a Marvel reader. And um, from what I can recall of my limited exposure to the DC universe, generally speaking, um, you are super powered if, one, you are a space alien, two, you have been touched by the supernatural or the magic in some way, or three, you're really smart or you have access to a type of technology. Yeah. yeah. Or some um, very horrible mishap happens, right? But yeah. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking that uh, Black Canary, that she went through like the Lazarus pits at one point, and there was a canary cry involved, oh. and um, it was just, ugh. but most of the time it's just people who are very, very good at fighting and or possibly space aliens. So, um, and again, I'm sure a lot of DC people will be happy to write in with, with all of the exceptions, and we would love to hear them, because <laughs> like I said, I'm a Marvel person, and all I've done is read Birds of Prey, and I think I read 52, like way back when they did the big... Uh, crisis back in 2005 but uh i'm not well versed in the i'm not well versed at all um everything i know comes from wikipedia when i'm super curious because <laughs> I've, I've started reading longbow hunter just because yeah. i am enjoying arrow and apparently yeah. it's slightly somehow a part of that and so i was like you know, okay i'll give mm-hmm. dc a shot you know they're obviously yeah. coming out with this repertoire and mm-hmm. so i was like okay well i'll i'll give it a, a chance and not be a, a total bigot at the risk of um sounding excessively self-promotional i write a newsletter an email newsletter monday through thursday nights so you guys get in your box probably tuesday through friday morning yep. for east coast time called, called so what who cares and i did um talk about the grill work um a week, I want to say last yeah, week. Yeah, I just yeah, ordered we, them based on your. I just read uh, yeah. Green Arrow Year One, yeah. and I've got Growl yeah. sitting on my nightstand to read next. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't remember who the author of Green Arrow Year One is uh, off the top Diggle. of my head. Um, but Andy um, Diggle, Andy Diggle yeah. which is all oh, which is how they got the name for yep. John Diggle. But uh, Phil, I would recommend that you read Year One because that is pretty close to the the whole. Here's what happened on the island. Yeah, and then definitely read the the Grell stuff because it's phenomenal and the art is great in the 1980s way. Um, I have to dig through my collection. I've also got a trade of um, a Batman Green Arrow team up, which is as disastrous as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> And then I also have a trade of the Green Arrow, um, Green Lantern road trip that they took in the seventies too. So sounds um, very green. Yeah, I, I like Oliver Queen a lot. Um, he's probably one of my favorite characters outside of the Birds of Prey, and I pretty much only like the the Gail Simone run. Anyway, this is veered from a quick fla- This is quick veered from a, the quick topic of um, the Flash into DC comics we read and don't read. And here's where I say, I haven't read any of the Flash comics. Like, I've just never connected with the characters. So this is, I have no idea how much backstory they do or don't use. Um, point is, I like Leonard Snart a lot <laughs> as he's being played on the screen. Um, and I'm fascinated by Dr. Wells. Like, every time he's on screen, I, I do kind of the happy dance just because uh, it's it's a lot of fun to, I'm like, Ooh, what does he know? Mm-hmm. What is he doing? Well, so, you know, uh, and now you bring up Wells. And I, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a real clutch moment because this episode, for the most part, I found to be kind of boring 
because obviously it, we're starting up an entire what seems to be a whole season, but it's really, you know, the mid-season, the back end. Mm-hmm. And Wells, with his almost putting his foot out mm-hmm. to to maybe to, to help Barry in some way. And so, uh-huh. and I hadn't really, I tried to steer clear of as much spoiler operations as I could, but it's mm-hmm. obvious to me, he, if he's going to do that, then he is the reverse flash and he can go and help him in a quick moment. I, I mean, that's what at least I'm getting at, or it's, he's at some point going to help the reverse flash. Yeah, I'm. I, I was hoping you guys could help me figure this out because I went back and rewatched the um, Christmas episode mm-hmm. to try to figure out the stinger because, of course, the stinger is what throws it all in a ray. And um, quick sidebar: What do you guys think about the way the show goes, where there is all you know, there, there's a neat, tidy episode, and then at the end there's the stinger, which either sets up another story or or throws another uh, spanner in the works? Like, how do you, how do you like that? I think it works okay for me. I mean, I think it's it's. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's neat when it leads into something like I like that we, you know, we kind of got Heat Wave was introduced, you know, kind of mm-hmm. based almost off camera as, or with a cameo as that. And then we knew he was going to come back. Um, I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I think it's kind of it's it's, you know, mildly entertaining. It's a it's a little repetitive, right, that we, we keep seeing yeah. the same kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I think it's 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 a fine technique. The formula mm-hmm. hooks me in. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and it re, it kind of plays like a comic mm-hmm. where, you know, at the, at the last panel is always a hand or something like, oh, yep. hey, sis, boom, mm-hmm. stop. And then you're going to wait till, you know, next month. Yeah. Or whenever Snark decides to come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the for- so we, so we love the format and, um, we're still trying to figure out what the stinger from the Christmas episode means, except now we're all giving Wells the side eye because mm-hmm. we can't, we can't figure out if, um, well, what, what are his intentions, right? That's the big question uh, of I'm, this season, probably. Right. Yeah. Cause, um, is he mentally ill or is he from the future? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, clearly the, o- or, or is he genuinely like from the future? And he's like, clearly the only way to make Barry do his thing is to provide a motivation. I know I'll kill his mother. That's that gives, that gives him same a- question. I use a lot of times when I'm dealing with people what, taking public transportation, are they mentally ill or are they from the future? I don't know. <laughs> Either is a possible explanation for the behavior I'm observing here. So I think because I like Tom Cavanaugh's performance so much and I enjoy watching Dr. Wells and Barry, I kind of desperately want him not to be the anti-Flash or the reverse Flash, whatever you call it. I, I, I basically want him to be somebody who 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 works along those lines of, I'm a scientist, we're all about coulda, not shoulda, and people are like, no, no, this is terrible. Or, um, or he's arguing, it's my job to preserve the timeline, and if it means killing an innocent woman, that's what I'll do. But, um, dude, it's going to break my heart if he turns out to be the big bad. See, I think... Well, I mean, I, but see, any good villain, I mean, this is, mm-hmm. you know, textbook, a, a good villain believes in what they, they're doing is yeah. the right thing, regardless yeah. of consequence. Yeah, this is true. So, so the, so the, the, se- the season, wa- the season long arc is what the heck is up mm-hmm. with Dr. Wells? We don't know. And it and would be sad if he becomes the villain and kind of leaves and he's not part of that team anymore. Right. I mean, because I love the science nerds. Yeah. Team. I like the science nerds team too. So, I mean. Even if he becomes some kind of villain, will he get some kind of chance to be redeemed, or will he just have to kind of go off to the other side, or or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. Well, the, so here's a question I have: Why do Caitlin and Cisco stick with him? 
Is it because they're so disgraced they can't work at any one of the other five research labs in Central City? Or because super science the, is booming in the Marvel in the DC universe, you can always get in. It totally you is know? no because you because okay, we've already established that Arrow yeah. lives in the same universe. Why hasn't Felicity tried to poach them away? Mm-hmm. Or why haven't they said, you know what, we're stuck with this crazy dude we think is faking it in a wheelchair, so we would really like to go and and work for a guy who is building the atom. <laughs> <laughs> but but now, do they have any real? knowledge uh, or like even yeah. an inkling that something's up with wells no they don't they're they like seem to trust him completely him. right yeah and that i guess yeah. that's your explanation right is that they're basically the last people who are part of the personality cult that he has built up as uh, out, of, out of his research yeah. lab right um yeah yeah but. and um how do we feel about the whole firestorm business that's that's coming to play too um that you know that that subplot seems to be kind of moving very kind of slowly um yeah and i'm not super interested in it i guess but but i mean i know i know that firestorm is a villain and i i know that firestorm is in fact i guess multiple villains and so that's kind of what we're getting clued to but um mm-hmm. i guess it's unclear how that fits into like the kind of the, the flash universe with the metahumans and the created by the uh, the disaster and whatnot and if that will be interesting or if that's just another thing that gets tacked on right um, Wait a minute. Now, Firestorm was a good guy, as I recall. Yeah, he is. Uh, also, probably, but I think he's one of those, also a bad guy. So, but I mean, it's like, I mean, Heatwave has also been a good guy. So, um, yeah, you know, it turns out a lot of a lot of uh, superheroes, uh, you know, sometimes do bad stuff. So, um, but I, but I maybe I'm totally mm-hmm. mistaken. I thought Firestorm was a bad guy at times because I thought Firestorm, if I'm not mistaken, now I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. remembering his suit. It had something about the atom on there, which makes sense with the whole with the idea. I thought of, Firestorm had like the flame shooting out of his head. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly who uh, who I'm thinking. I mean, of. that's expensive on TVFX though. But uh, basically, I guess my question is: Do you feel like Firestorm can tie into the rest of the 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 whole Flashverse? or I should say Flash TV versus this season, or do you feel like the writers are just sprinkling in enough there so that we're, we're, we're coming back in, like, season two? Like, Yeah, like, I, I think it's a finale sequence. Yeah, where like, he comes back and he saves Caitlin once in the finale. And then I mean, they're doing a me. lot of sprinkling, right? Because there was even, there, were, yeah. there was the sprinkle with, um, with Wells being the creator of Gorilla Grodd. Like, there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of sprinkling, and I feel like they can't all, can it all circle back? I don't know. I mean, maybe, but it, yeah. it seems like a lot. If you ch- well, if you check IMDb, mm-hmm. Grodd is back sometime in the next few episodes, okay. so we have that to look forward to. Um, <laughs> but let's see. So with this episode, high points of this episode for you guys? Uh, what were the parts that you liked? Or probably, I guess, anything at? where Captain Cold and Heatwave were on, on screen together. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the stuff they had to work with was pretty bad, though. I mean, they're like, we're going yeah. to steal a painting that's, you know, fire and ice. I mean, it's like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I thought when I was. Okay, we got the finger painting from the millionaire. Like, you know, um, like when I was 12, I thought it was cool that, like, Two Face would only knock over, like, the second national bank everywhere. But, like, yeah. it, you know, it's it starts to be like, I think I figured out your plan. <laughs> like, could you. Well, at least like, they paid homage that it was going to be a Ghostbuster across the streams. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. This is true. Uh, so, um, and it was, I mean, I guess the also there was a mention. Did you guys catch the name of the millionaire that they stole the painting from? Yeah, the Rathaways. They're the parents of the Pied Piper. So. Okay, which is why they say we don't have a son anymore. Yeah, that's, there's okay, another so that sprinkle. So. so, okay, so they're planting something for a future yeah, thing. Thank okay, you. Who's the Pied Piper? 
I mean, just imagine what a supervillain called the Pied Piper is oh, going to do. Oh, no. Sorry. He, he, he brings rats to well, Central he's, City. He's sonically oriented, so um, I think he'll be... <laughs> sonically oriented? He works with sound. It'll be great. Maybe. He's so sonically oriented, and like, so he's like a sonic sexual, and he's only into sound <laughs> I'm dating a nice A-flat. <laughs> I, I, I sit on speakers. Look, I, yeah. I have a hard time taking any of the, uh, the Flash villains particularly seriously, starting with... Uh, weather wizard and working down to you know talking yeah. gorillas so um yeah uh, the talking gorilla i loved gorilla rather because we used to watch the justice league unlimited yeah. animated series and i loved that series and the flash there was voiced by michael rosenbaum i believe so i sincerely hope that that um the greg berlanti crew does their best to try to get him back at some point in a completely different capacity and there's a nice little moment because he was Wally West on that, so if they if they if they if he does come back as a Wally West type figure, it, it would be nice to have the Wally West Barry Allen. Hey, hey, wait! And um, but that that's nerdly on my part. I loved Captain Cold. I just because it seems like Wentworth Miller had a lot of fun playing him, um, and uh, also because he's somebody that Barry seems legitimately afraid of. Where he's like, I don't know, man, I can be stopped by cold. And I also enjoy how this season Barry's enthusiasm has been considerably tempered by getting his butt kicked on a regular basis by other people. <laughs> I do like the way that mm-hmm. they're using the effects of slowing time down. Like when he when he threw that missile and did the the roundabout and threw it yeah. back at the at the drone. That was a yeah, lot cooler that- than the end of the end of the episode fight in my in my mind. Oh, that was yeah. Far also, away. I. I I like I like that I like that the people in Barry's life take the time to say it's not enough for you to be fast. You also have to be smart. Like I know people off well, people can rightly complain about Arrow being all broody and ugh, and Oliver's being all broody, but I do like that when he appears in the crossovers, he's like, Barry, look, you're gonna get shot at, you're gonna have <laughs> to learn how to fight. For the love of God, you can't just sprint places and uh I, I like that he plays that role. And I also really like how Barry Allen ha- has ended up with it's like Phil and I will sit on the couch for once while we're like, my three dads, he's got three dads because there's, you know, dad in prison. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, Joe, who is basically for all intents and purposes, the guy who's raised him to young manhood mm-hmm. and is still keeping an eye out for him now. And then there's Dr. Wells, who's like his sinister dad. <laughs> and it's, and although Barry's like, I thought we were friends, you know, it's pretty evident that, that he, there's something in his personality or his temperament that subconsciously responds to somebody taking a paternal guiding interest in him. Mm-hmm. Now, I do see one one issue that may be coming down the pipeline that could derail uh-huh. what I actually like about the Flash. Uh-huh. Because they're going to start playing with time travel. And that can go yeah. a really cool way. Or mm-hmm. we could get really burned. And I, 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 I kind of feel like even Wells, if he's gone to the future or something or other, you know, he's trying to prepare Barry for something. That's obviously, yeah. you, know, you know, Barry is not, you know, he's basically, you know, a, a very much a virgin with his powers. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and now I have kind of maybe put my finger in the wind and heard something about, um, uh, what's his face? The Joe's um, partner. What's his name? Mm-hmm. And um, oh, that the guy who's moving with Iris. Yeah, yeah. And that beautiful blonde golden retriever of a guy. It's right. just he's, 
I feel so bad for him because he's basically surrounded by all those people who are like, hey, notice that skinny guy who's always running every place? He's the Flash. And like he doesn't figure it out on his own and he's moving in with Iris. You know, he's, some, he's basically the Ralph Bellamy. Some detectives are better than other detectives, you know? <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's just so painful. You know, and there's a romantic triangle there, you know, I mean, clearly. And so I'm think, kind of almost thinking he could go and go to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Maybe even he is the reverse flash. And he does. Yeah. I mean, the character name has a similar name to one of the reverse flashes. So that's like, that was kind of planted there. I think at least to for comic nerds to have something to, to chew on. Um, oh, really? Yeah. But, but we don't know, right? That's like, mm-hmm. I think they're doing, I mean, they're clearly planting stuff kind of at different layers, you know, for your, uh, uh-huh. for your, for your comic nerds. Um, and you know, yeah. which, you know, there's a reverse flash. There are multiple reverse flashes. Which one is he, you know, um, yeah. what's the relationship between them or, or, you know, or maybe that's just totally a, a dead end fake out. We, we don't know. Um, so is, so what is the reverse flash's powers? He just is as fast or faster than the flash. Again, just the not, same? not a flash expert, but he has, um, there's like this whole thing where like he feeds off of, the Flash's energy, and he can do stuff the Flash can't do, including, I believe, some time travel type things and some like being in the same place at once kind of things. Um, and there is there is one version of the Reverse Flash who basically like wants the Flash, like he keeps like trying to like basically um, put the Flash through like horrible situations to make him tougher right um yeah so that i mean that that some people think that that is what uh wells is doing because he's clearly like he's trying to build barry up but it, you know it's it's unclear mm-hmm. what's going on there right i mean well and if yeah. i if i was if i was wells and i need a flash battery mm-hmm. i'm tra- training my battery to be the best battery it can be so that mm-hmm. it can propel me to you know dimension x or what have you yeah. I, you know whatever, whatever mm-hmm. i need him to be mm-hmm yeah, but I think that's the big question. We don't know what Wells' motives is, right? I mean, does he yeah. is it selfish? Does he need to does he need mm-hmm. Barry to be strong enough to save the you know something in the future or what? You know, we we don't know um, who, who what his motivating uh, factor no. here is. Is that you know he wants to be able to travel back in time and save his wife? You know, we we don't know. Um, the, the, I I like the time travel element in some in some respects. Mm-hmm. But once they start talking about branching off into other universes and things like that, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm out of here. Cause, <laughs> no, because it's, it's already, yeah. this is one of my biggest complaints. And, and I say this as somebody who genuinely loves comics and has been reading them for years and years. But one of my biggest complaints is the whole um, time travel, oh, now that's a parallel universe. Time travel, mm-hmm. oh, now that's a, that's a divergent universe. And there's parallel universes where different things happen. And, and if you choose X, then you cause this slip in the time stream continuum and, and Y. And... <clears throat> I think when that happens, it allows writers to either get lazy or it allows them to set up incredibly baroque and complex things. Mm-hmm. And at the at, at the heart of the show, it's basically it's a dude with a new job trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to excel at his job. And exactly. It's, and I like that about it. I like that he's fresh and optimistic for the same reason that one of the reasons I like Arrow is it's a it's a dude who spent five years surrounded by psychotic people on various <laughs> islands in the Pacific doing all sorts of terrible things. And now he's trying to figure out how to reintegrate in polite society with a whole new moral code. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love the show for that reason because it's, mm-hmm. it's about somebody trying to step into his old life when everything about him has changed. And in this case, it's Barry trying to, trying to build a new life from scratch and realizing that there's some parts of his personality. He's never going to be able to outrun. Mm-hmm. That said, ditch Iris. I, I like that. I like what you just said there. The whole like, how fa- I cannot outrun the things mm-hmm. you know in my life. Mm-hmm. 
I am the fastest man alive, but I cannot outrun the things in my life. Yeah. But now he's living with Joe, so they can have wacky roommate hijinks. So I love that he moved back in. I did not Joe. see that coming. Great. I feel like you know, for for a show it that was it so sweet though, doesn't tend he's to like, well, throw you a lot of curveballs. That one was. I was like, really? Yeah. All right. Oh. Well, he. I like the pragmatic reason where he's like, "Well, I can't keep hiding this flash business from my roommates, <laughs> or no, excuse me, from my my flatmates or uh, neighbors, whatever." And then he's like, "Oh, he goes, and I'm a millennial moving back in with yeah. other folks is what we do." That, that was pretty good. And and I like that he's he's telling Joe over and over again that, "Hey, you're my dad," because mm-hmm. that one episode they had where he's like, "You're not my real dad." I was like, "Oh, Jesus! This this poor single dad knocked himself out for years raising not one but two teenagers, and you tell him this." you ungrateful little shit <laughs> lisa schmeiser i'm sorry we should do that <laughs> so i i love the barry joe relationship i like joe a lot and i like that he's on to dr wells on a subliminal level you can tell because he's, he's using the well yeah he's a cop he suspects everybody of everything but he's on to dr wells on some some level and dr wells knows this and i think if anything drives a wedge between barry and dr wells it's going to be dr wells getting overly aggressive with joe i can't you know and the thing is we, we gotta we gotta be honest here wells has done murder i mean this isn't sons yeah. of anarchy but no but like in the first episode didn't he where he like gets up from the no, second episode yeah. was that first or second episode uh, i think second or third i think he, there were there, i feel like there were a couple things that led up to that and then oh that's right because the first episode was the reveal where he goes into his giant room. cave of braille yeah. exposition his future cave you, know? you have braille exposition yeah. and and stands up and you're like oh my god yeah. and then you see the newspaper and then when he first stands you gotta up and stand up and kills then the you stand up and kill a guy you don't do it all the way yeah. the first time you know you gotta work up to yeah. that but, <laughs> see, if you, but see that's that's his clincher though if you see him stand up you're gonna get murdered mm-hmm. if joe joe pushes him too far and he stands up mm-hmm. yeah i don't think they're gonna push the timeline or or, yeah. or the, the the going into 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 divergent stuff i think mm-hmm. if to keep they've got good writers and a, a good idea for a story why start you know really playing with time travel and screwing everything up and plus most of the viewers are not going to want to see all that mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. going to get too complex and it's it's going to they i think they're they can keep a handle on it i hope i hope so i mean i, I you know like i feel like the, the episodes are kind of formulaic and it's like new bad guy appears and you know eventually you know barry has to work on you know figuring out a way to defeat them and you know he'll perhaps discover some new power or a new way he can use an existing power to this particular episode was like the secret is going slower instead of all the other episodes where the secret was going faster than you did before so that was that was something um but yeah i feel like that you know the the plots have been relatively simple so if they start really mixing that up that may i don't know i don't know what the the core cw viewership is like but i feel like that might be a little a little much for they might be more comfortable with the you know love triangles um yeah 16 year old mm-hmm. girls aren't going to go for that yeah. So you just you need equal parts love triangles and time travel. That's the that's right. That's, that's the key. Um, no, that's the one part. The the two things in the show, like I said, Phil and I have a drinking game where it's basically called "Shut Up, Cisco." Mm-hmm. As in, how long does it take to say "Shut Up, Cisco" to the screen at any point in the episode? <laughs> and there's also whenever Iris is on screen, where here we go. Ugh. She was Don't not in this episode that much. I guess she didn't. There was no. I know, it was there was no great. blogging, so that really that really cut it down. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that 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 did cut it down considerably. But she just, other than giving three separate characters on this show, like 
oh no, Iris is in trouble mm-hmm. or, or what have you at any given moment. Like, come on, you know, I just, I, I don't see the point of her. I would like it if Barry got over her and moved on. Well, I mean, and that is kind of interesting because the, I mean, her character in part, she's mm-hmm. like one of the people that doesn't know who the flash is, but believes in the flash. Right. And that was right. one of the things that kind of changed in this episode is now the flash is like, he's not an urban legend anymore. Like the people of the city have seen the flash. Right. So mm-hmm. that purpose of her character is somewhat diminished. And then yeah. there was the kind of, you know, the love triangle element. And, and it's like in the same episode, it's like, Nope, now she's really definitely with this guy. So Barry, don't worry mm-hmm. about that too much. Um, so they kind of basically kind of wrote out two of the kind of main things that she tends to show up and push forward in, in one episode. So, I don't know. I guess she can always still get kidnapped. I mean, anyone can get kidnapped. That's just true. You know? I, I was a little irritated that they kidnapped Caitlin. That was a little. I mean, yeah. I mean, I get why Leonard did it because they wanted to flush the flat. They wanted to flush the flash out. And as he pointed out, the reason he did it was so that nobody could doubt this guy's existence anymore. Mm-hmm. He, he was basically pulling him out into the open, and this also helps him gather intelligence. Mm-hmm. The way the snark character is is carrying on, I fully expect him to set himself up as as sort of a Lex Luthor type analog. Seems like where it. he's, yeah. yeah. And, um, but I mean, well, that's I like, don't think he'll be. I, I I don't think he'll be Lex Luthor full on. I think I think he'll be smarter in the sense that he's like, I just want a crime syndicate. I just want to get in and get out. And nobody get hurt, and my chances of nobody getting hurt will go up if I can figure out how to stop this dude who goes really fast. Well, I mean, I, he's, want, I want to see him get his head cut off and like turned into Brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about uh-huh. that? And I mean, it seems like, you know, anymore. I mean, he is, he is, it, you know, it is weird with the, the Flash because, you know, Arrow is so much kind of, is the dark, gritty superhero, right? And you've got oh, other things yeah. that would be campy. And Flash is really in the middle there. And that's like, mm-hmm. I think it does a good job at that, but that's kind of a tricky place to be. And it is a little bit like, you know, what is Captain Cold's deal? Like, he, he, he is not actually in it for the money. Like, they break into an expensive car place and don't steal any cars. Like, he just, he wants to beat the flash because he wants to be, you know, the best mastermind and he wants to be, you yeah, know, he's kind he of wants power with... over the city in this nebulous, like we don't care about this $25 million painting. We want to just be able to come and go as we please. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's a little cartoony, right? Um, no, I think that, that I actually think that's why the flash bugs mm-hmm. him is because he thought he had unlocked the universe and figured out how it worked. And now all of a sudden there are people who have super speed. So, He's probably like, well, crap, the rules have been rewritten, and now I have to figure it out again, which is why he did the intelligence gathering mission mm-hmm. and and all that. But um, And I would love it, actually, if he went up against Dr. Wells, because it'd be fun mm-hmm. to see how that how that plays out with, with two amoral, long-term <laughs> planning brainiacs going at each other. So, so least favorite parts of the episode? Uh, Wentworth Miller. Um, oh. oh, I see. Mm-hmm. But you know that I'm not. I'm not a big fan of his. Yes, I mean, that's I just. Right. I mean, look, we could go on with stories, but we're mm-hmm. not going to do that. Um, I just. Um, I think one of the main kind of odd points is sometimes like, um, I, I think it's the it's 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 campy villainy that. Just it could have been anybody. It didn't have to be ju- them, and it would have played probably the same for me. And mm-hmm. I just felt like, ooh, are you kidding me? All we did was cross streams, and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, shows over. But did it reveal something? Possibly with the detective kind of now trusting the Flash. I, so I can see it as a, a plot point that moves the season forward. So I can I can mm-hmm. get over a a kind of flatish episode. You know, with with kind of ridiculous villainy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for a super 
you know, criminal genius, his plan is frequently like, we're just going to show up places and shoot stuff with our special guns and like everyone's going to be, you know, so there is, you know, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't, I found the stuff, the fire, uh, firestorm subplot, which got, uh, Uh two scenes, um, uh, not kind of the low point in the, in the episode. And I mean, I guess that's because they're building towards something else. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it, you know, it seemed a little unclear what they were building toward. So it, it seemed like that was just kind of in there to break up the action, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but maybe I was just at low patience for very talky parts of the episode. So also, I didn't believe that the search engine wouldn't find Firestorm as an acronym versus Firestorm as a word. So, you know, <laughs> I was wondering about that too. Cause I was like, wait a minute, all you just put the periods in there. What is this? 1996. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it, has Barry done the speed reading thing before? I, I yeah, I, I actually so. that was okay. So Barry and I were still putting into the format for this. Maybe maybe techno quibble or sci or science. Sci, <laughs> I'm no scientist, but might be one of the features of this episode because sure. I was arguing that in order for him to speed read, his brain has to speed up and process it too. Have we established whether or not he's substantially smarter or quicker to process things than he used to be? <laughs> well, presumably his reaction time is different, right? Um, I think there is yeah, a but, thing... Yeah, but reading comes down yeah. to you have to... The signals have to go to your brain and your brain has to process them. It doesn't matter how fast he's bringing in signals if his brain can't, sure. if his brain can't keep up. I think in the comics, he occasionally speed reads and the kind of the limitation is that he can't... Like, it's just in short-term memory. I don't know if that's how they explain it, but, like, he can't retain it, mm-hmm. right? So, he's yeah. so he can skim and tell you what the article is about, but he couldn't, you know, he probably yeah. couldn't explain it again in an hour. Um, just, li- just like that your typical sense. undergraduate student. So, you know. Yeah, um, doing the whole frantic studying sure. for the test. Just and then like they do that. the court dump right after yeah. that, yeah. We'll, we'll call this section Matter Eater Lad. <laughs> mm-hmm. call it, it's basically the BS part. Of the science, uh, the I, I think my other science quibble was uh, mm-hmm. when it was explained that the other gun generated absolute hot, um, which I went and looked up. Absolute hot, like <laughs> yeah, they like- said that. That is a line. I went and looked that up. <laughs> that is an actual you physics. Right. You are absolutely correct. That is a physics uh-huh. thing, but again, uh-huh. not a scientician. But I feel like yeah. if you were generating absolute hot inside the earth's atmosphere it would be problematic <laughs> at least for the wouldn't it set the atmosphere on fire uh, i don't i am again not a scientist i suspect yes. that at the very least it would be problematic for the person holding the object <laughs> that generates absolute hot um yeah. because absolute hot is is very hot <laughs> again yeah how would you get the protective gear well i mean you know captain yeah. cold has gloves and like we don't know again, what those not a scientist we don't but, know what those yeah. goggles are made of but it just seemed like <laughs> Absolute hot was a big deal based on based yeah. on a Wikipedia article that I skimmed using my flash speed. Uh, okay, absolute so, hot is a big right, deal. Let, let me debunk. I'll, I'll go ahead and debunk that for you. All right. Okay. Here's uh-huh. the here here's the 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 physical manifestation. Okay. Heat wave. Horrible name. Okay. Uh huh. Mister Heat Wave. His third degree burns uh-huh. on his hands. Protect or resi- exactly. I it's don't the think- same as having <laughs> right. four or five leather gloves All right. on. Also, not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure third degree burns don't provide you with any protections. So he has no. Well, he's got profound nerve damage, so he can't feel anything. Yeah, but you exactly. can still melt. So. You can. Yes. So. Yes. I think he. I think he'd welcome that because he- it unlocked my true nature. <laughs> That's right. I like. I, oh, I think my bless your heart. My favorite oh, horrible your- line of his was like. 
like fire. It's indescribable. But let me describe it with several adjectives <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, the absolute best was at the end when he's just yeah. like yes. at the end he's like barking like a dog. I thought it was like I thought it was DMX. And we were like at last it's the and at last it's the role Dominic Purcell is born. I, I think he does it a great job with the material he was yeah. given. I feel like yeah. material he was given could have used could have used some polish. But he did he a pretty almost, good job. He almost bit the front end of that <laughs> pistol, which was the best part, and I wanted him to do it. Like, go but ahead and just go over the top. Do you, do you get ah. it? The, 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 but the duality between the, the cold and collected and the guy who's not, who's like the opposite of that. It's deep, man, in a comic book way. Where you that's just blew all my got. mind. Yeah. You blew my mind right there. That's what I'm here to do, <laughs> to point out the heavy-handed symbolism. In, that's right. In I comic book it all the way so, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's heavy-handed symbolism all the way down. Yeah. So, I was also Fantastic. curious again in more technical quibbles how Leonard Snark got on TV. So, um, because he yeah, was on TV, really very smart. Yeah. But in comic books, also, it's really easy to hijack uh, yeah, TV well, waves in in you know like in and comic. This happens book. all the time in the Arrowverse too. Yeah. The other thing that I love is how everybody in both the Arrowverse and the Flashverse, or I should say, their shared Flareoverse, maybe we call it. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Every, everyone in the Flareoverse like is always watching TV news. They have it on the background, like they're old people watching Fox News. It's just there is not a single person anywhere in the Flareoverse who ever has like a quiet moment where there's not a TV on. It's it's all news all the time, so that the evil villain can break in and announce their plans at any moment. I like right. also on the on Arrow, it's the same anchor mm-hmm. all the time. Like it's yes. like that guy just he's all shifts all the time. So. <laughs> he's well that maybe that's what happened to him during mm-hmm. the, the the massive event is i i became super anchor i don't need sleep anymore i i'm an infovore i live off the news he's a very subtle metahuman i get it so yeah yeah well that's the thing is is barry made a point in a previous episode he's like okay all of the metahumans i've run into have been bonkers and destructive except for the one poor lady who blew herself up um but did she but you know all he does is run fast mm-hmm. and he's he's kind and surely somebody else who was caught in that whole big wave of stuff. He's was, the kindest was, he's the kindest superhero I've seen uh-huh. in like any of the franchises we've seen. Because he's like, not I'm tormented horrible. or you know no. or spoiled or you know, and he's got he has he has a, d- a dead parent. That's like, you know, that you think that he, but he seems to be coping quite well with that, right? You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, he's a yeah. bright guy. In, he's well adjusted. Yeah. He's nice to people. So my question is, is, is surely there's another one that's out there? No, there's only one good person. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that is the lesson. I'm, I'm sorry about life. <laughs> I mean, I, it's 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 a it's it's a big DC universe. So surely mm-hmm. they can hook up and maybe look at the stars and stripes no, one per, team or, one or, or city. Mr. Terrific or somebody mm-hmm. like that. I know the there blue is Beetle. Oh, yeah. I like the Blue Beetle. So. I do too. Um, I like him a lot. Oh I, I don't know if they'll. I don't know. Have they worked Ted Cord into the into the whole uh, universe yet? Uh, I don't think so. It could also be the the newer Blue Beetle, right? Uh, it could Jaime be. Reyes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they could do all it kinds of be. things. That seems they that killed seems, off a couple. Yeah. yeah. The, the new one seems a little bit more CW compatible. So because yeah. you know he's young and hip, and yeah. not an old. Yeah, this an old is true. Dude. So <laughs> no, an old dude who never manages to score with Oracle, whom he desperately loves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, can yeah. I can I just make one observation that I that I've been looking for but I have not gotten a clear shot on uh-huh. that mural in the police station? Yeah, I was looking at that not, too. Okay, okay, because I think 
that what I'm looking at mm. is essentially a JLA type. I think that's situation. like an Easter egg. It's 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 kind of that mix of is it the JLA or is it the you know the Greek Pantheon or something? Um, okay, because but yeah, I swear to you on the far. And right. it does say justice it, in big letters beneath that, which is right. not well, a traditional yeah. lang- language you'd have next to the Greek pantheon, I it, guess. But it's right. one of those Tony heavy-handed's. Yeah. Um, well, there it, was it, also there was the thing where where Cisco was demoing his thing in front of it, and it was blocking mm-hmm. out the first half of justice, so it just said ice, and it's like I see what you're doing there. Uh, that's well, right, because Cisco's going to become. Um, I, I, I read. I yeah, read this. I forget who he became. Yeah, he beca- both everybody. And I mean, Caitlin, become, Caitlin Snow becomes yeah. killer. For, everyone maybe becomes somebody if they get to it. Yeah. Right. But if okay. Yeah. I think that I see Aquaman on the far right. You may be seeing Poseidon. It's unclear. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Poseidon so we see definitely. Aquaman, there you go. I, I definitely saw the trident in yeah. there. I was like, mm, which mm. Aquaman are we doing? It almost looked like mm, hand chopped off type mm-hmm. trident on the. Well, arm. they are doing an Aquaman movie, but it's still not clear if DC is planning on tying in their TV properties to the movie stuff that they're launching. Yep, unclear. Because they cast a whole new Flash for the movies. Anyway, That's dumb. I'm I'm overthinking it now. Actually, it's not bad. Um, this is completely off the subject, but I got into the. Uh, Hawkeye books by Matt Fraction. They're great. They're great books. And the more I read them, the more I think that some casting executive that's currently aligned with the Avengers is probably weeping to their pillow every time a new one comes out because the Hawkeye in the comic books is funny and blithe <laughs> and a, a, an adorable screw up and would make a great series of comic action films. And and they got the Hurt Locker playing him in the movies. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I've heard that he <laughs> may or may not, He there was some sort of issue yeah. I don't know what the production company with Marvel and mm-hmm. whatchamacallit, um, what's his name, is getting Jeremy Renner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? That's too bad. I, that's, I've heard that, but I don't, mm-hmm. you know, but he was in, he was clearly in, I mean, he's going to be in the new yeah. Avengers, so mm-hmm. what yeah. I mean. But anyway, the reason I bring that up is because um, what I hope is that the movies and the TVs don't get too locked into this whole giant built shared universe mm-hmm. where everybody needs to have like a beautiful mind type wall map to figure out how it all fits together. And that there is some flexibility. And so that there's a possibility that, you know, sooner or later, Caitlin's like, hey, everybody, this is my friend Arthur. He's from Semester at Sea. And we're like, oh, my gosh, it's Aquaman. You know, (laughs) that would be great. So, (laughs) Or I would love it if they actually brought in, like, Hal Jordan as as a pilot or something like that. Um, I don't think Green Lantern's ever going to work as a movie series, but I think it might actually work as a fun addition as a TV series. And it doesn't even have to be Hal Jordan. It could be Jon Stewart or it could be Kyle Rayner, Mm -hmm. but... Anyway, to get back to the actual Flash, I love this show. I think it's super funny. Um, still trying to figure out what's going on with Wells. Loved, loved, loved Snart and the Villain of the Week. And really looking forward to next week, which for me is a sign that the show is doing everything right. How about you guys? Yeah, I think, you know, for a, a return at the midseason, you know, the, the story, if you look at it too closely, is kind of dumb. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a lot of fun, and and I I like I like Captain Cold and I like Heat Wave. I thought they're they're ridiculous, and I'm not taking mm-hmm. them seriously. And I like the you know I think they're doing a good job of kind of mixing together like what's going on at the season level and with interesting, amusing stuff happening at the episode level. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with them. I I enjoy it. It is much a, like a I feel like a 12 year old, and I have an issue of the Flash. And mm-hmm. I will not be putting it in mylar, but <laughs> yeah. it will just be in a stack. And uh-huh. I will I will go ahead and get issue two when it comes out mm-hmm. and hits the stands. But it does yeah. not receive mylar status. Ah, uh, yeah. So you're still a little. Eh, we'll see. I I like it. It's just mm-hmm. not something I'm going to treasure. 
I can't. It's just it. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I like it. I like it a lot. So, anyway, with our meandering flash flash cast, <laughs> welcome back to the show, everybody, and welcome back to TV. Um, thank you for joining us, and we'll have a tighter show next week for you. I am Lisa Schmeiser. I will untie it. This is Philip mm-hmm. Moselak. Mm-hmm. I'm Tony Sindler. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Woo.